Welcome to Retail Nightmares Podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Jessica Delisle. <laughs> oh, she's a baby fish. <laughs> I'm a baby seal. And we have a special guest. I'm so excited. It's a bit of a dream guest for uh, me. I'm sure Jessica what? feels the same way after meeting her. Dream um, host. She's editor of Vice Magazine. She's super cool. I have a Twitter crush on her. Sarah Berman. Hello. Hi, welcome. Oh my goodness. Bienvenue. Bienvenue, Shay Jessica. Shay my butt. Uh oh. (laughs) Welcome to my butt. Uh. (laughs) So smooth. Yeah, this whole, actually, I have a bug bite on my butt. Anyway, that's what's new with me this week. Uh, Bug bite on my butt. (laughs) Don't itch it. No. Butt scar so easily. Do they? Do Don't they? you find? Oh, I'm not sure if I have a butt scar. Now mm. I'm wanna I look need to check close up. It's like soon. it's just like fresh skin that never sees like the That's light of true. day. It's very I like, mean not mine. I only I only uncover it in shadows. <laughs> the light of day. The first thing I do in the morning is get up on a step stool and push my butt up against the window. <laughs> Out the window. Just the <laughs> crack. <laughs> or you could get those happy lights, you know, like oh, for just for your butt. But like yeah, point it Sad at your butt. butt. <laughs> I wonder if it would have any effect. <laughs> Make your butt yeah, happy. Probably not. I guess it wouldn't be a tanning lamp. It would just be like <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or just get a tanning lamp just for your butt. <laughs> So you'd have like a reverse tan line. You just have like a, a little screen with two holes that you back up into. <laughs> you can do boobs that way too. Oh yeah. I know that boobs scar easily. I have a scar on one of my boobs. Okay. From a cat, like picking up a cat and then the cat threw my shirt, a claw, just scratching a line. The cat is long dead, but the scar is still there. It's like from over 10 years ago. Jeez. Hmm. Yeah. Makes me think of her. My uh, cat bites have left still scars. From the oh, summertime. yeah. Very cool. Had to touch my cat. <laughs> I mean, I think scars are cool. They're like, they are they all tell a story. They definitely. But you don't never get to tell a sum- story. Someone's just like, wow. <laughs> Those crazy scars. Yeah. See ya. It would be funny to have a classic like villain one through your eye or whatever. But yeah. then it's like from a cat. Or, yeah. Like some sort of funny backstory. It's my hamster. But you end up looking like so tough the rest of your life. Yeah. yeah. That's always really cool when when like a 90s dude has like a, a scar through his eyebrow. So there's like a little gap. I'm thinking specifically of Spike from Buffy. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. I saw some good Spike costumes uh, over Halloween. Nice. nice. Yeah. Adele Barkley, also author, just uh, put out Renaissance Normcore. Her and her partner did a did a Buffy costume set. <sighs> oh wow, it was good. Wow, wow. I was thinking, is this a funny idea for a movie? <clears throat> <clears throat> okay, so a guy gets uh, because he thinks they're cool a bunch of Russian prison tattoos, but then accidentally gets indoctrinated into a Russian gang. And then he has to go to Russian jail. Oh, shit. And then they're like, where'd you get these tattoos? Because we didn't do them. And then he has to dance his way out of this situation. <laughs> it's a comedy. But it's like Ernest goes to jail. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. 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 I'll keep working on it. I mean, I still have to work on the movie they're going to write for you. Yeah. What is it? Uh, Nightmare Camp. Nightmare Camp. Yeah. I've thought of a lot of funny ideas. I'm I'm so excited. Okay. Um. Well... I have two retail nightmares. I don't know, Sarah, if you you want to start it off or you want me yeah. to do a round and you do a round. Yeah, I, I do want to go back to my retail, you know, days. I did uh, five years with uh, Sunrise Records when I was, you oh, know, wow. in university. And for whatever reason, like, looking back, it does feel like not 
that nightmarish at first. Like it did become sort of a secondary family for me. I moved in sort of next to one of my coworkers and like my roommate was also a coworker. And this is sort of like, I don't know, almost a real life nightmare more than a real retail one. But because they were my coworkers outside, I was like at home one day, like alone and like this scary, scary knocking came from the door and like, I was like, I'm not answering that door. That sounds scary. And then it came again. And then we had a like hidden key or whatever. Um, <laughs> and then I heard this like scary, what sounded like a Godzilla at the door, like <laughs> find the key and come in and like crash around the house. And I literally thought I was like being, you know, breaking and entering. So I texted my coworker, my retail, like my manager who lived next door and he came over like with a steak knife. <gasps> Whoa. But they had, it ended up being, sorry, my roommate's boyfriend. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I was certain. I was like, about but he was a Godzilla though. It was a Godzilla <laughs> murder. Yeah. That was going to befall me. Um, but yeah, so that was sort of like, that's me describing the family atmosphere. <laughs> my coworkers. They space. would injure someone for you. Yeah. They would stab potentially a Godzilla for it's me. like you're from an Irish family. Yeah, but yeah so there was definitely some bad stuff but I would say the like most that like stays with me and haunts me the most is just like who I was then I was like an emo (laughs) like what I was wearing and like I think I had a raver face too while I was there what's a raver face well, like just lots of bracelets. Oh, phase. I thought you said face. And I was like, what? <laughs> what is that? It's like I a mean, permanently installed uh, soother in your mouth. <laughs> Those big pants. Yeah. That did you have big a, pants? I did have big pants. <gasps> yes. You must have been and I so had a wallet adorable. Chain. The big chain. Not, like, did you have the puffy stuffy multiple. animals on it? Uh, no puffy stuffy animals. No. Um, but like oversized chain. Yeah. Yeah. And like also, I think safety pins. And like... My mom hated it. Well, this is not much different, but I would like definitely s- stepped my way like through my own pants and yeah. would, like, walk around and like actually kind of Spice Girls platforms, you know? <sighs> yeah. So this is what haunts me the most. I think <laughs> this is what stays so with me thinking about, yeah, just like my swoop bangs and my general fashion phases. Did you straighten your hair all the time? I did. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was definitely like, you know, raccoon black makeup. Oh, yeah. Um, making myself paler for what, you know, like <laughs> mall goth. It was in a mall. So oh. it made sense. In a mall. It still makes sense. Makes perfect sense. <laughs> yeah. What mall was it? In Masonville Mall in London, Ontario. Okay. Which is where I'm from. Yeah. There was a West 49 right across. Whoa. Sick. Lots of drama between, you know, I'm pretty sure one of my coworkers fucked one of the guys in their no back room. No way. Anyway. I never did anything like that. <sighs> no. No. I'm about to start working at a mall, like in a couple weeks, but I feel like it's not not going to be like that. Malls aren't the way they used to be anymore. No, I agree. Well, I think teens still go to them. That's true. Not this mall, though. I'm going to be in International Village, which oh, is wow. yeah. just like a strange world. Teens will find you. Hopefully. Fingers <laughs> crossed the teens will find me. I want to uh, sort of become friends with the person who owns the like dragon and crystal store yeah. downstairs because it seems so 
Like I've been in there a few times, but it's always very like unwelcoming and there's signs everywhere that are like no photographs. And it's like my favorite. Don't make fun of us, basically. (laughs) And it's like, but it's really cool in here. And you like hand make all the signs with like glitter letters. Yeah, it's nice. I just want to just like become a cool, I don't know, like Viking lady. They have like lots of Viking and troll stuff in there, too. I feel like the space that is that space used to be BCBG. Really? If it is, that's very haunting for me because <laughs> that means that we will have worked in the exact same place at one time. Oh, wow. At some rip in the time and space continuum, we mm-hmm. might end up exactly beside each other. We might wow. accidentally um, scissor each other. Oh, man, <laughs> I'd be so bad at it. <laughs> My fibromyalgia. Oh, yeah. Well, neither of us are flexible. Oh, no. um, I just have to lay on my back. <laughs> we both if lay on our back. it's accidental, you know, yeah. accidental you can't worry happens. about performance. Huh? Yeah. Accidents happen. I'm not grading you, don't worry. <laughs> you will be grading me, though. <laughs> I'll be grading, I guess, too. Like two cheese graters. So hot. <laughs> I never had, like, a cool look as a teenager. Yeah, me neither. So I sort of have that bit of envy. Like, I never had enough wherewithal to pull a look together. I never was in, a, like, a... What are they called? I'm not. I want to say stereotype, Gang. but it's not a stereotype. <laughs> a scene. A scene. I was a scene kid. Like for a sure. yeah. I was. I never fit in into any group. I was sort of like the floater who got along with everyone. But also, I went to a high school that only had 39 people in my grad class, so there weren't like enough of us, right, to sort of have these subcultures. That's what I was looking for. Subculture. Ah, subculture. I watched a movie recently that was shot here in 1998, uh, Disturbing Behavior. Okay. And in it, they're going through like a scene in the cafeteria and they're like, these are all the skater kids. These are all the nerds. These are all the preppies. And I was like, oh, I missed out <laughs> on all of those groups. Like, I guess we were all preppies because I went to a private school and I was like, I didn't get any variety. Oh, there was, was there a uniform or it yes. was just, oh, wow. Yeah. How could you like make your uniform yours? Well, I wore my blazer every day, um, which no one else wanted to wear a blazer. The guys wore their blazers, but not a lot of ladies wore blazers. I'm into a blazer as an adult. I don't know if I would have done it as a kid. Well, you've got five pockets. Yeah, Yeah, my first suit when I was in grade 10. I mean, it's a good look. It's a classic look. It was a beautiful suit. Yeah. Wore it to school twice. And then I was like, "Mm, I was not smart. No. Blazers now are great. Mm Mm-hmm. They're always great. I mean, I I love them, but they try and have uniforms so kids won't, you know, make fun of each other for how they dress. But then within that, they'll find little micro ways of being like, oh, you're wearing those Mm -hmm. socks. We're wearing these socks. Like, you're such a loser. Yeah, there's always a way to be cruel. That's my motto. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's great. (laughs) I mean, like, I feel like that carried into my retail experience too like I do feel there was a cruelness among our coworkers. I don't know like just if somebody came in with sunglasses we would usually try and play Corey Hart's sunglasses at night or like what if they were blind I mean exactly (laughs) (laughs) I don't know Mm. um yeah there was just like um a high schoolishness that really pervades a mall experience I mean, I just left a job that had a severe high school uh, complex and none of those people have been in high school anytime recently. It was, <laughs> it was uh, it's weird how it happens. Offices are just weird places. <sighs> how long were you a goth and working there the entire time or did you kind of evolve? Or an emo? No, I definitely evolved. I evolved multiple times. I'm not even <laughs> You're sure. You're like a Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Many. Were you into Pokemon? Uh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> and Sailor Moon, for sure. Oh, nice. But um, I started kind of preppy. I remember like my job interview, I wore like almost a collared shirt and a sweater pink collared shirt. I remember wearing that for my like interview there. Really pulling the wool over their eyes. And then <laughs> yeah, immediately kind of got into an arms race with who became my roommate Casey and she was like pretty gothy. Although she was into the flaming lips. Like that uh-huh. was her musical taste at that time. But like definitely heavy makeup and like she would wear like gothy kind of plaid skirts. Nice. And so we kind of started trading clothes. And that's kind of how I got into the warp Tour Punk type of aesthetic. <laughs> that rocks. <laughs> and I was going to warp Tour. Like, I wasn't a poser necessarily, you know? <laughs> I mean, I just liked, you know, really corny music. So anyway, and then that probably evolved into more like art ravey, where I just had a lot of jewelry on my wrists and like a lot of accessories. Accessories, no, yeah. No soothers, but no. like still wearing the big pants. Well, the soothers are for just when you're like on ecstasy, right? Yeah. yeah. Which I didn't really do. Yeah. So maybe I was a poser on that front <laughs> where I was like I not okay. really doing the drugs. I, I was fine. smoking a ton of weed. My manager actually sold me weed and he would give it to me in the little like sunrise baggies that like sometimes our cds would come in which would make me terribly paranoid and uh, uncomfortable at work but anyway wow i'm sure the pot wasn't helping yeah exactly (laughs) definitely i was always too scared to do drugs yeah Yeah. like the few times that i ever did end up doing drugs i was was like uh it still feel i feel bad about myself now (laughs) yeah yeah it does that it takes away your afraid of like getting sick or i didn't understand how drugs worked and also I had like, when I was a kid, I got in so much trouble. It's grounded for like two years at oh, one no. point. For anything specific or? My brother and I threw a house party and a hundred kids showed up and we went to a very small high school. So it was like many grades, a lot of booze and pot. Amazing. Well, it was actually hash because it was Montreal. Right. Uh, <laughs> it was the suburbs of Montreal. And I got so drunk so quickly that I passed out for the entire party. Oh no. And woke up at 1 a.m. after I think the police had cleared everybody oh, out. Oh shit. This is a movie. Yeah. And uh, my parents were settling my grandmother's estate and stuff in Kitchener. And uh, my parents got back. And of course, like our neighbors right away called and they're like, you should come over. <laughs> Dog, we thought we would get away with it. Uh, so I got grounded for that. That'll do it. Yeah. I mean, you you just have to see one friend who's like, when will this be over? And then you're like, oh, that doesn't look that fun. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But also sometimes every like 15 years, you have to like try it again to see. Yeah. Just to make sure. Just to make sure. I really liked when I was younger, like the few times I did mushrooms, I had so much fun. Got some. Yeah. <laughs> Are they growing right here? <laughs> I That would be so impressive if I could grow mushrooms. I could probably grow mushrooms in this apartment. I think so. I think you just need a certain temperature. Sorry, I also had a roommate that grew mushrooms. Really? You can grow them in in jars or like in a closet. I've seen in some of the like punk houses that we (laughs) stayed in on tour. You know, you're trying to find the washroom or a place to sleep and you're like, oh, here's a second kitchen. Oh, it's just full of mushrooms. Wow. (laughs) That was in Vermont. Kel surprise. Mm. I mean, that does surprise me. I don't know. 
I don't know what I think of Vermont. They're very liberal there. Right. Everywhere is like a college town. and They have a Burlington there. Yeah. That, that, was, <laughs> that was in also a Burlington, Burlington Ontario. Vermont. Yeah. Burlington Coat Factory. Mm-hmm. It looks pretty good there. Yeah. I was surprised. They're really updated. I used to always see the ads because uh, Quebec is fairly close. So it's always like, come down to Burlington Coat Factory and get a goat. I thought it was just like a thing. Is it just a thing everywhere in America? Maybe now. Okay. Because they had it in like. But in the 80s and 90s, I feel like it wasn't everywhere, but maybe it was. But isn't there like a Burlington in Washington right over the border? Maybe. I thought that was where the coat factory was. We've all been lied to. So many Burlingtons. Yeah, what does Burlington Burlingtons. mean? So Come on. Town of the burly men. Oh. <laughs> they need, keep like ripping their coats so they mm. need more. There's a coat factory. I could learn to scissor. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that sounds like a great story. I was thinking like some stupid war general or something. Yeah, probably. That's what it is. But he was like really into men. like a good camel coat. <laughs> yeah, but just constantly ripping it up the back. <laughs> From flexing. Yeah. So burly. <laughs> Not a lot of burly guys. They don't have to pull a lot of stuff anymore. Like chop things down. That's mm. true. Um, I just watched two John Wick movies. So I feel like oh, wow. mm, there's lots of burly men. How in many the are world. there in total? Three? Three. Yeah. I've now I've seen, seen all one. three. Um, John Wick is my matrix. Yeah. I think you're going to like them. <laughs> They're like Keanu doesn't really say much, but I really respect Keanu for being like maybe... The only A-list star who has a patchy beard. like <laughs> He doesn't care. It's so scruffy, but it doesn't matter. Yeah, he pulls it off for sure. He really, it, like, he's just so confident and so, so cool that it's like, I don't care that I can see all your skin underneath that beard. <laughs> yeah, he's also Canadian, right? Yeah. Yeah, in Toy Story, he plays the Canadian guy, and it's really funny. And then I realized, really? oh, he has a Canadian accent. And I didn't understand why... <laughs> Someone's like, why does he talk like that? Everyone's like, why is he such a bad actor? And we're like, he's from Ontario. (laughs) Just the accent. I found out late. I found out like just recently in the last couple of years. I was like, oh, so much makes sense. He's been so successful for so long. Yeah. Must be nice. He finally has a girlfriend. I was disappointed. Not in that because A, like I want Keanu to be happy. And B, she seems very cool. People were being really mean about her on the internet. Really? Yesterday. All I saw was very positive, nice things. I feel uh, like you click- and I see like have yeah, access to a different internet. Yes, uh, Jessica has like curated her own very lovely internet social media experience, and then I have like the horrors. I guess you have a lot of comedians who are assholes, maybe, or I don't I know. I also like at work, I see lots of animal rights stuff, which is really tough. Okay, yeah. But also is. on Twitter, I think a lot of the people I follow are very political and mm. very like left leaning. I did see, well, so she's 10 years younger, but is actually, you know, of his generation at least. And I remember that being the point of discussion. And then I remember there being a slight pushback to that after all the cheerleading being like, come on, the bar is this low. Yeah, that like, nine years. You know, how is this something to celebrate? It's like, should just be the norm. Yeah. But um, yeah, I didn't see people being super mean. That's good. And it's funny, I I brought up the picture at work and I was because I'd already said like, oh, it's so cool that he feels comfortable and and that that's a big deal for someone who's not a celebrity to be in the spotlight. And I showed it to a younger coworker and her first reaction was, ew. What? What? And I was like, oh, my gosh. She mm. looks so lovely. They look smitten. She I was looks so like happy. A, like an actual goddess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And also when I saw just the thumbnail image, I made the same mistake that I think a lot of other people did, that it was Helen Mirren. Just because like, oh, wow. that's one of the few women who has like Great naturally hair. colored hair. Yeah. That, but all the tweets and I was, that like, I was horny seeing. about that too. <laughs> yeah. All the tweets I was seeing was like, everyone was saying like, I initially thought it was Helen Mirren and I was a hundred percent like supportive of that as well. <laughs> <laughs> Why not both? I mean, oh, anyway. Sorry. I mean. I want to do like my like funnier retail nightmare. Sure. Yeah. The restaurant shall not be named, uh, but it is a local vegan and gluten friendly restaurant. It is not completely. It has been around for a long time. We can bleep it out. It's the. (laughs) Oh yeah. And uh, Jake, can you bleep it? Put some horse sounds on it. Um, I don't enjoy eating there. There's a lot of reasons why I don't enjoy it. It's been a retail nightmare a number of times, including the time that I got a Reuben with a garlic focaccia bun. Uh, it's like they just make this one gluten-free bread and they're like, it works with everything. I'm like, no, it doesn't. Um, and every time I eat there, the food's different. And you kind of go to restaurants because it's consistent. Uh, friend of the podcast, friend for life, Graham Clark likes eating there. Yeah. Because there's a sandwich he likes and he knows I hate eating there. And so when he asks me, like, yes, I have to be in a specific mood to say yes. Because the restaurant is not clean. The food is not good. And the service is like not great. Yeah. So we get there. And uh, it's a server we've had a few times. Uh, I look at the menu. I'm just like, for fuck's sake, there's nothing here I want to eat. <laughs> and I order something that should be easy to make. I'll speak to that in a moment. But the table of two women gets up and they say goodbye to the waiter, the server. And he turns to us. He's like, those women were such bitches. What? He's like, they're so awful wow. to me. And I was like, oh, my gosh. But my, I'm immediately on his side. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, of course. Like, these things happen and so when he comes back and takes our order, he doesn't bring our food. My food arrives and it looks like dog food. Like oh, I ordered no. like a very simple pasta dish and it looks like it's just covered in jizz and smoked tofu. No. <laughs> and it tastes pretty much the same as that. Um, <laughs> and the intrigued. same meal would be made like at another vegetarian <laughs> restaurant he, like that I've gone to and it's exquisite. Like it's so bad. And we're laughing so hard because Graham's sandwich is not the same sandwich. It's been changed. Again, it's in a completely, it's in a hot dog bun now. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) That's bold, to be honest. Like, they just went for it. Yeah. And uh, so I asked the server, because I'm always kind of curious, and this, I learned my lesson. I'm curious, like, why was it such a nightmare? And I I always want to know, like, what were the details? And part of it is just this kind of, this podcast discussion happens, and I I watch things in a different way than I used to. And he's like, well... They were talking about the Handmaid's Tale. And I was like, okay. And uh, I don't really think they get the point of it. They were saying that she, the lead, should have been more submissive to to better, like, work the system. And that she was creating more problems for herself being that way. And I was like, oh, that's terrible. And he's like, well, you're missing the whole, like, so what happened was that they weren't, um, like, bad customers. Is that they had a disagreement over. A TV show. TV show. And these are <laughs> women in their 70s. Okay, Wow. And so I was like, oh, okay. And he's like ranting about it. And he's like really upset. And I was like, I get it. And I was like, sometimes I'm like, sometimes women of a certain age really see the world differently. He's like, well, they've had a lot longer than us to figure this shit out. Wow. And it's like upping really fast. And I'm realizing like I am, I'm on a slippery dirt road. <laughs> and I'm headed to Shitsville. And then he turns on me and it becomes extremely unfriendly and he leaves. And I was like, uh, I don't know what happened. And Graham and I, of course, laughed about that because I was like, this place is fucking crazy. You need to stop going there. Yeah. Yeah. I have (laughs) to say that, like, it will be the last time I hope for that. 
Um, and then I needed to go to the bathroom. In the bathroom, the last time I went there, the base of the toilet was covered in feces. No. <laughs> and Yikes. I forgot to tell Graham that. And I was like, did I tell you just to get up? Because I made a joke because we wanted dessert. And there's a dessert there that I kind of like. And... Uh, but there's nothing that he can have because he's allergic to nuts. And he's like, well, just ask. You'll see what the pie is. I'm like, the pie is just going to be peanut butter pie <laughs> as a joke. And the guy's like, yeah, it's peanut butter pie. <laughs> is that what? a real thing? <laughs> yeah. It's I've like, never heard of that. Uh, so uh, like, I'm going to go to the bathroom before we head back to our part of town. And it's like, hey, by the way, did I tell you the last time I was in the bathroom? There's shit all over the toilet. He's, I'm like, not the top. They got the top. <laughs> and I'm like, no. So then I went into the bathroom and it's become like a weird alternate reality to the restaurant. Like there's a, an old style pirate's chest in there now. <laughs> <Okay>. And there's <laughs> a bidet. Wow. <laughs> and I, like, I feel like a bidet is like a really bold statement about cleanliness that is not being like shared by the rest of the restaurant decisions. Yeah. And um, there's all this like weird tape holding things together and lots of signs about what to do and not to do. Wow. Do not drink from the bidet. Yeah. Uh, so I think I'm done. Yeah. I think I'm Holy done. Geez. That was a roller coaster. I feel like yeah. my heart rate went up just thinking about all those things. But I also feel like the last time I went in there, it was 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. It's been that long for me as well. At least three, four years. Yeah. Which to me is 10 years. <laughs> same, same. In restaurant years, that's 10 years. There's just so many great choices now. It's all because of this one sandwich that is now a hot dog. Graham, mm. I'll make you your hot dog sandwich. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and then my second retail nightmare involves buying glasses for the first time in 10 years. Oh. I had my eyes checked a few weeks ago and then there was a pair of frames I liked and I wanted to think about it because they're really expensive. And with the transitional lenses that they suggested for me, they were very expensive. Oh, like yeah. They were three quarters of rent expensive. So Holy shit. I went back and I, I talked to a lot of friends and I looked online and there was way better frame options, but I wanted to just like rule this pair out. So I went back to the nice place. I had such a great experience with the first salesperson there. And also <laughs> I was blind as a bat by the end of it because I'd had my eyes dilated. So I was looking around for the brand name, which I looked up online and there's like no way to find it for less. And I, a man comes up to me. He's like, can I help you? I was like, yeah, I'm just looking for some frames. I tried on couple of weeks ago he's like well we sell frames here every day so they're probably sold out <laughs> I'm like, wow fuck okay and i don't have a ton of self-confidence sometimes i'm sure i'm not alone but I, it's like this is a bigger purchase for me it's nerve-wracking i don't know if i'm making the right decision it's like a medical device basically <laughs> that's what they refer to glasses as i mean yeah, yeah. And so they're gone, which is great because I wasn't sure exactly how much they were, but all of the similar ones from the brand were really way out of my budget. Like 500 kind Yeah, of they're like yeah. 472 and the lenses were like 372 Can we do a honking noise in here where it was? Was it? No, no. it was the one at um, Ontario and Broadway. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I would like be way too intimidated to go into. Jay and I went in there when we were looking for frames for him and he was just like, everything here is like, too stylish for me because he wants to like blend in. Yes. yes. But then we discovered factory optical and oh, it's amazing. They have like frames from the 80s. Nintendo brand glasses. <laughs> Perfect. It's amazing. <laughs> like little Tetris pieces holding oh, it together. I wish. I wish. Every morning you wish. have to reassemble your glasses. <laughs> and just plays the little Tetris song. And I could see it as the corner of my eye. The, st the person that had served me before that was so lovely. And we had made eye contact. She's like, I know that woman. 
And she's the kind of woman that's not going to shop around too much. If I could, like, she could totally have sold me those glasses. He's like, well, we could order them for you, but uh, you'll have to give us a deposit, which we will not refund. What? And I was like, well, every other pair of glasses I like in here are also going to be, like, almost $1,000. And I just, this was just the one chance that they're here, and they just look great. I was going to go shop at all the cheap stores and then come back and get them anyways. And I left, and I had that sort of deflated, like, pretty woman feeling. And I'm like, well, it's fine. I don't need to buy your glasses. And my dad was like, you should go to Costco and buy your glasses. And I was like, dad, that's dumb. You got sunglasses there, though. Yeah. And <laughs> so I got up early on Saturday and got to Costco for opening and immediately found three pairs of identical glasses to the $472 pair. Hell yeah. Good. For under $120. So it's a retail dream in the end. Yeah. And then I had the nicest person help me and there's no one there. And she was really like people who sell glasses know what looks good on people who need glasses. So we chose glasses. I really like them. They're like normal in the front and like a party in the back. Ooh. And um, <laughs> she was like, do you want to try like the lenses? The ones that go from dark to light. Oh. And she's kind of shy. And I was like, oh, God, no. <laughs> and she's like, you know what people say? She's got really quiet. So her coworker couldn't hear that they make people look creepy. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. I just love her. And her name was Ava. And she's at the Costco in uh, downtown. And... Uh, yep. So soon I'll be able to see again. Okay. And so it was like one of those situations where like a bad thing turns into a good thing. Yeah. And they were pretty, for they were, the frames were affordable and I feel better about that. That's a hot tip. I might investigate. Yeah. Well, it's funny thing is she pulled the sunglasses off that I own, like the Ray-Ban sunglasses. She's like, these would look good on you. I'm like, I have those sunglasses. She's a pro. So she's a pro. She knows what she's talking about. Those are my retail dream nightmares. The restaurant one was hilarious. Like I could not stop laughing. And I, I just finally hope we never eat there again. I can't stop thinking about like the poo. I'm imagining it like <laughs> like little stones, like little turds. No, no, the it was like rabbit toilet. poo. No, it was like oh, along oh, the base wow. of the toilet, like streams oh, of diarrhea. Okay. Oh, okay. I was picturing at this we think inside the bottom of like the toilet, like inside the toilet. Oh, I have a one more retail <laughs> like nightmare missed. for you. I mean, <laughs> I didn't get to tell this one, Jessica. And this one's specific to you. So I'm um, taking Hank to rehab again, and there's this beautiful aquarium, and Jessica's seen it. And there's now two. There's maybe there's always two sea urchins, mm -hmm. uh, but they're together uh, in the aquarium. And I always like pick Hank up and look at all the fish, and he can't tell what I'm looking at because he's a dog. <laughs> and if they're not moving, he can't see them. Um, this cool guy kind of showed up. He wasn't didn't seem cool at first. Uh, he had a French bulldog, and there's a bunch of French bulldogs in the vet, which tells you a lot about that breed. <laughs> and yeah, lovely dogs. Uh, Lots of health issues. Yeah, and he was kind of wearing like maybe I remember like it feels like a kind of a trendy tracksuit, and he was maybe in his early forties. He had sort of like a Sopranos vibe, like a gentle Sopranos vibe happening. Mm -hmm. Okay, and he seemed kind of tough, and he was just worried about his dog. And so he's after his dog went in for like an evaluation he came and sat down and he was being really funny and i was like oh i'm like you want to know something funny sea urchins have a conical anus <laughs> <laughs> and he starts laughing he's like me too and so we're like totally laughing but we're surrounded by all these like west vancouver like rich people and no one's laughing and it became dead silence <laughs> and uh, he was he was a puppo it was like a great weird thing because jessica and i talked a lot about these conical anuses and we did a bit of research i mean tell me about them because i they shoot the the waste uh, away from 
the urchin. It's like little shit volcanoes, like yeah. literally. Right. <laughs> and it's quite cute. It's like yellow. Yeah. And it's kind of purplish. Like a, it's got like burr an, of an animal. It looks like an eye at first. Yeah. And then you're like, that's its anus. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And it keeps it from like getting crap all over itself. It's pretty cool. Brown I, eye. But I don't know why I said it. <laughs> like it was people were there like for very serious reasons. I like was the least serious case there that day. And I was like, that was insane. I mean, it was a scientific fact. Yeah, I mean, fun fact. Educational. Also, yeah, totally. And a Great Dane was there and it was Wade. Ah. So I was holding Hank and there was a couple beside me who was waiting for some good or bad news, which is the way that place works. Mm. And uh, we had already started chatting. They were really nice. This big, beautiful Great Dane walks in and she has to be weighed. And she was 55 kilograms. Oh, wow. And Hank is nine kilos. So I'm just like blown away by this horse dog. Yeah, so that's, that's the other thing I said. I was like, was the <laughs> Great Dane passed by? And I'm waiting for Hank. I'm like, you always know how much that dog was? <laughs> <laughs> Does the urchins have gonoclase? <laughs> and I was stressed because it's like really stressful because Hank's there and I'm like worried about him. But I'm not good at making friends sometimes. <laughs> I was like, so I'm like, whoa, dog. <laughs> you definitely are doing that voice. <laughs> I felt like, like I'm so excited. Like, it's just like a horse. You're <laughs> definitely like channeling Navin Johnson or whatever. Oh, I wish. Maybe uh. that's a horse voice. You're <laughs> like talking to the horse dog. Yeah. And um. then I have one more retail nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I bought myself this pretty lavender winter coat from Everlane. I waited for it to go on sale and it nice. went to 50% off. And then I sent it to my dad's in Portland so I didn't have to pay any taxes or duties. Yeah. And uh, I kept thinking like there's this show called The Divorce on HBO that all the clothes are so beautiful and she wears a purple winter coat and a lot of it. And I was like, I'm going to get one. I'm going to get one. <laughs> I'm going to get one. So I got it, and then I realized everything I own is, like, gray and navy, uh, could easily use shout on it. So I got this, like, really pretty lavender coat, and I was walking down the street with it the first night that I had it, and became incredibly paranoid that someone would get it dirty. And I have this inner voice that's like, don't come near my coat. <laughs> Sustainably raised sheep wolves. <laughs> it's animal. You mainly raised. You don't understand. I don't have anything that's pastel because it's messy. Get away from my coat. It's like a real problem. And oh, I got no. on the train this morning and I was like, no one here looks dirty. I'm fine. <laughs> and then I'm, this morning I spilled a coffee on it. No. <laughs> oh. I mainly harvested wool coat. Nobody was hurt. It's a big deal for me. <laughs> <laughs> it's really stressing me out. Is it going to be okay? Yeah, I got it out with a bit of dish soap. Hell yeah. Perfect. Dish soap gets out everything. Perfect. Well, stain wise. Yeah. <laughs> no um, emotional. Oh, come here, my coat. <laughs> <laughs> That's your demon. Yeah. That's what kind of demon coat you are. Demon? Yeah. This is transparent praising and ethical manufacturing processes. <laughs> I was on sale. I waited a whole year. Back away from my coat. Wow, that's it. Seems like you have a lot emotionally invested in that coat already from just like checking in on it. Like, I don't think I have that attachment to anything unless it's like inherited from my great grandmother or something like that. Uh, I don't even know where that stuff is. And also, like, it doesn't look good. (laughs) Clothes used to be weird. Yeah, I have like a diamond ring, and I'm just like, this is stupid. Why would I wear this? Yeah. I mean, it's nice It's nice to have nice things, but then also you're just paranoid all the time. Yeah. If someone cut off my finger for it, I'd be like, yeah, of course. It's so <laughs> stupid of me. 
Get it, my, get it all over my coat, the blood. My coat. <laughs> <laughs> no. You goblin. I do have that aesthetic, though, with my bike as well. Like, I want it oh, to yeah. look shitty enough that nobody's going to steal exactly. it. Exactly. And, like, yeah, there is some security in having, like, shitty things. Just, like, one stain on something. Yeah. But I don't know. I also dig the nice lavender. Like, it, you know, you probably feel... I'm wearing right now a coat that's literally covered in mud. Yeah. <laughs> because you have a dog. I have a dog and that's what I walk him in. And I realized like as I got on the bus, I was like, oh, if someone else had their version of the lavender coat, they'd be like, get away from me with your muddy coat. Yeah. And you can't like walk Hank with the fancy coat. Oh, as soon as I get home, I hang it in my clothing closet. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, wow. Because the clothing closet doesn't smell like cigarettes because my neighbor is a chain smoker and that gets into my regular coat uh. closet. <sighs> It's in all over the building. He's nice, though. He's just addicted to cigarettes. Yeah. I just wish it was I mean, better. And like, living in, like, a city, his cigarettes are not going to be what makes me sick. That's true. Okay. Say you go into space. Okay. You're chosen for a mission. Going into space. Got it. Space food. You are able to smuggle one food in with you in your spacesuit in a special compartment. In your conical anus. <laughs> oh, I get a conical anus? In space, sure. everyone in space, has a conical it, anus. It, yeah. <laughs> There's a funnel or something. <laughs> yeah. I think I read about space diapers or something anyway cool yeah we're very into Recently. that <laughs> yeah very very that astronaut who wore diapers when right she... to drive across america do you know that they're making a movie about that but they're omitting the diaper there's part? no diaper yeah and it's natalie portman maybe that's why they're yeah. like we can't she doesn't shit put natalie portman in diaper yeah it must be like to we'll lose half of our jacking myth. off uh, audience that she's so portman. perfect yeah i mean doesn't wear have a, a diaper, win an Oscar. That's what they say. <laughs> I mean, that should be a saying. Yeah. They should say that at the Oscars for sure. <laughs> that should be all they say. <laughs> it's a very short ceremony. Yeah. Um, you don't need a host when you have wear a diaper, <laughs> win an Oscar. <laughs> diaper could just host the Oscars. <laughs> <laughs> a big sentient diaper. <laughs> but okay, this is giving me time to think. I mean... Definitely, I think some form of noodle or pasta. Okay. I feel like those are my comforty foods. Yeah. I don't know. My boyfriend makes a really good carbonara, mm. like bookancini. Uh, oh, what's yeah. the one where it's like there's a hole through it? Oh. Through the noodles? Do you know? Like a penne? Bucatini. Bucatini oh, okay. is what it's called. Nice. Um, so they're like a little thicker than spaghetti. They're like a teeny buca. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm so super sorry. Super teeny tiny buca. <laughs> um, I feel like I would want that because it would remind me of home. Yeah. I think that would be my space food. And you could look through the noodle. Like, yeah, it would be like at, a telescope. At Earth. I think <laughs> if the noodle could become a telescope, that would be added bonus. Oh, so it's like... A, a technical noodle. <laughs> yeah, like you could, technical. I like it. You could get them at North Face. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm really into like food that comes 
in a bowl or like cutlery that you can eat afterwards, like those cracker spoons oh, and right. forks. I get Facebook ads for that stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, like those kind of disposable plates that are also edible Yeah, made of corn or something like that. I don't know. It's They're like, cool. you're probably into recyclable things. So, but I don't know. I don't think I would eat that plate, to be honest. No, I mean, you got plates at home <laughs> yeah. that are reusable and don't need to be eaten after a while. Yeah. But I like that the technology exists. Yeah. All the respect. What would your space food be? This week, my space food would be uh, noodle box. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So more, more pasta noodle based. The peanut, the peanut and lime. I love those. Yeah. I really think about it a lot. Okay. Mine is pie crust. Oh, yeah. Yes. I, I heard on the internet that you ate some raw pie crust. I did. And I love it. I'm a weirdo who likes raw dough. And How did you come across a raw... Oh, no. I'm staying at former guest Regan Taylor's house, and she made a pie for us, and we had some of this pie, and then she left the rest of the pie while we're staying there looking after a cat. Mm -hmm. And then I saw that she had some leftover pie crust in the fridge, and I was like, ooh, can I eat it? And she was like, do you really want that? And I was like, yes, you know me. Mm. Um, So she left it for me as a snack, and then I had that sort of instead of dinner (laughs) last night because it's very filling. Mostly butter. (laughs) Yeah, it tastes so good. Never tried just the crust pre-baking. Gotta try it. The next level. It's just like, I don't know. It's good. I like the consistency. Like, I definitely would eat um, like Play-Doh if it tasted good. Right. It doesn't taste very good. That consistency is appealing to you? Yeah. I like sort of like goo. (laughs) Okay. Goo, (laughs) slime weird thing slimy goo i don't like slime but i do like dough yeah but i don't like batter but people th- no i don't like batter too runny but mm-hmm. people think it's like only cookie dough but i'm like no savory doughs also like i pizza only dough. think like when i i think of your preference as like a pizza dough yeah i do like a pizza dough nice yeah. and yeasty i always want to buy you the bag of pizza dough at whole foods i did it once recently yeah it looks nice it was it was pretty good honestly it didn't upset my stomach no, anyway, good. I'm taking dough in all its forms into space. Uh, <laughs> see you never Earth. <laughs> Just going to form a new colony where I'm a disgusting demon on Mars. Don't come find me. Dough demon. Yeah. Dough demon. And then like my farts will create an atmosphere. <laughs> oh. It'll be like a weird yeasty um, yeast cloud around Blorp. me. And yeah. that's how they populated Mars. Yeah, I'm a terraformer. This is my burden. This is I my gift. That'll be the sequel to Ad Astra. Yeah. Is you the farting Play-Doh my way? Play-Doh demon or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Creating atmosphere via farts. And um, yeah, I'll eat Play-Doh on Pluto. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I like that movie. Tommy Lee Jones's earlobes are huge. Huge. What happens Whoa. when you get older? I know. Yeah, not I, to everybody. I remember my grandpa, they say like your nose and your ears keep growing. Right. But I remember my grandpa's just having massive ears and I thought it was cool because I would put like clip on earrings. <laughs> <laughs> I put on like multiple little earrings That's on his so ears. Cute. He was um, very patient with me. Oh, <laughs> his youngest grandchild. You're a lovely child. Cute. I would put makeup on him and like scarves and fancy hats and stuff. What a nice guy. <laughs> yeah, he was just very fine. As long as he didn't have to move, he was he's fine with it. <laughs> so cute. This is my my uh I know. <laughs> my Anglo grandpa, not my <laughs> yeah, my French grandpa. You terrifying French grandpa. He's, he's scary oh, scary dude. 
Should we play that? Should we do that segment? Sure. I think we've got a great Scary candidate. Dude. Yeah. Um, it's called Grandfather Reaction. I show you a picture of my grandfather. Oh no. At, next to Freddy Krueger, and you have to guess uh, which one is which. than I thought. Okay. Yeah. Well, so we have a striped sweater over here. Yeah, that's probably. Uh, but this the giveaway. one, you know, like, okay, wow. He wasn't even trying to look like Freddy Krueger, which is like the impressive part about it. That was just a natural whew, sort of candid photo of him, probably on his like 90th birthday or something like that. Anyway, that's what I have to look forward to genetically. I mean, perfect. He probably tells good stories, though. It looks like he's about to really talk about the war mm, or something he's probably about to say something racist to be oh. honest because that's the generation that he's from yeah. um but he's dead now it's fine um if listeners want to see the photo that we're talking about uh you can donate to our patreon and, and yeah. see it in all its glory should we what should we do now Peppo. Papo of the week? Yeah, let's Papo, do it. Papo of the week. Papo of the week. Papo of the week. I do kind of want to hear the theme music. I'm like, it's sort of like, nice. So this can be something that's cute, something that's great, something that's endearing, heartwarming. Uh, Love it. All together, wonderful. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be an animal. It can be a mineral or vegetable also. (laughs) Well, I actually have a puppo that I am anticipating meeting on Monday. But I'm very anticipatory puppo. Yeah, so haven't met yet. But uh, my friends, Kevin and Amy, they just got actually a Labradoodle. Oh, cute. A black Labradoodle. I don't think they've named it yet. And yeah, I'm going to meet it at a book club on Monday. Nice. You guys so, are not going to get any book club stuff done. I know. Yeah, I know. Which is great. Little, little puppy. How old is around. it? A puppy, it sounds like. I'm not sure how old. Um, But they, yeah, they have an older dog named Barkley. He's uh, had a nice, long, full life. And they're sort of like, needs a friend. <laughs> it's time for Barkley to pass on all the, the dog knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's a real sweetheart. He, I don't know if you know Kevin Hollett. No. Maybe. Anyway, Kevin, if you're listening, hello. <laughs> Hi, Kevin. <laughs> but every year on Barkley's birthday, he gets a hamburger. Oh, nice. <laughs> and it makes for good Instagram content. Oh, From where? Do, do they make it or they just go to like McDonald's? I think it's, I'm not 100% sure. It looks pretty plain, so I don't think it's like... There's no ketchup on there or anything. Yeah. There's no uh, jalapenos. No. But he's a very happy dog on his birthday. 
cute. But yeah, so unnamed Labradoodle. Can't wait to meet you. Okay, Jessica, how many puppos? My my one true puppo is Harvey. Harvey the cat. He's a beautiful orange cat that I'm looking after right now. Um, not here at the other place that I'm staying at. Um, he's almost 16 years old, so oh. he's getting pretty pretty skinny um but he has not stopped being uh just very conversational he's very just like interested in what you're doing i love him so much i was watching a movie today on my laptop and he walked across it and not only stopped the movie but closed the program yes (laughs) and i was like that is a sign i guess that i need to pay attention to you and then he just rubbed his head into my head and like I think he was maybe trying to uh, style my hair for me (laughs) and it was so sweet and so cute and I'm just uh, taking lots of videos of him right now I've never I've known him for years but I've never actually looked after him and uh, his owner former guest Regan Taylor is on a business trip in St. Louis right now so I get my chance to hang out with Harvey we watched like a two hour long movie last night and he sat on Jay's jeans the whole time. He loves jeans. He's like a jean fiend, <laughs> which was, yeah, very, very impressive. Like two hours. It was a long movie. Boring movie. Age, That's the best. Age of Innocence. Have you seen this movie? No. Uh, who's in it? Daniel Day-Lewis and Winona Ryder and Michelle Pfeiffer. Oh, wow. That yeah, I good. saw it when it came out. It seems like it would be a good. Million years old. But it's one of those movies where it's just like, oh, the petty issues of the upper class people oh, okay, in yeah. the late 1800s, where it's just sort of like, it was pretty to look at, but like, did anything really happen? No. And right. like, do I feel anything for these people? No. Is that an Edith Wharton book? Yeah. Age of Innocence. Yeah. I think I maybe read that. Like written in the 20s. So it's supposed to be like, critical of that sort of like New York right it has a critical eye sort of it's sort of like making fun of yeah maybe that is interesting I watched it because a it's a criterion and b they did a play of it on Gossip Girl and I watched Gossip Girl (laughs) but watching it I was like okay so who's Serena who's Blair who's Nate like trying to figure it out I'm a big Gossip Girl freak now I'm sorry I wish I could geek out with you. I don't know the show. It's all on Netflix. All six (laughs) seasons. It will make you dumber, probably. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm sure I'll learn lots of things. Uh, What horrible music everyone was listening to in the mid-2000s. Right. Yeah. Wait, so was it like the OC in that it had that kind of indie, like, credibility? or Not really. But I don't know. There's a ton of musical guest stars on it. Like Lady Gaga was on it. What? Yeah. Cindy yeah, Lauper. It's a really big budget. Yeah. They had a lot of money. Anyway. Wait, was it scripted though? Yeah. No, and it's not like a reality show or yeah, anything. Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's based on a bunch of books. Okay. Yeah, it's kind of like Sex and the City for Teenagers. That's totally. what I thought. Totally. Okay. But like much more trivial. Not that Sex and the City is like <laughs> very important, meaty, hard hitting stuff. <laughs> Alicia, who's your papo? I have two papos. Hank Tobin. <clears throat> He's great. I love him so much. And uh, then there's this, there was this thing on People magazine that Abby Shumka posted. This woman has taught her dog to speak. What? what? All I watched was the video because the People magazine is dumb. 
So she has trained her dog to use preloaded messages. Oh my god! <laughs> so there's like this whole button system she set up, kind of like you know the Staples button. Like well, yeah. I can't remember what the Staples button says. I don't know. It's like staples. you did it. You did it. I think it says <laughs> okay. But there's one that's like I need to go outside. I'm happy. I'm hungry. Does it say it in a doggy voice? Like, oh, I'm hungry. <laughs> like Scooby-Doo. I can't remember because I was so upset by the idea of it. Because I'm like, I knew that. I knew it. So the dog <laughs> is, I don't know how many buttons there were, but maybe 30 or 30 or 30? 40 Whoa. different, like, specific messages what about his this? feelings and needs. So he goes around and he looks at all the buttons and then he cho- chose three buttons. He's like, it was something like, I love my ball. <laughs> I, I'm so happy. Can you let me outside? I need to pee. I'm experiencing ennui. <laughs> <laughs> so that whole thing just, yeah. That's amazing. I want to meet this puppo now. Yeah. yeah. And it just like, of course, like feeds into my absolute conviction that like the secret life of animals and why we're not paying attention to it is why everything is so bad. Yeah. I Ugh. honestly feel like Harvey and I have discussions. Like he'll meow at me and I'll be like, oh, really? And he'll be like, Mah! That's why cats meow, apparently, though, because they don't meow at each other. Yeah. Oh. They're trying to talk. And then I'll meow back. Like, I imitate his meows. And then I'm like, what if I'm saying something really offensive? Really rude. <laughs> he might just think you're, like, speaking a different language or like, from a different country. Or, like, just a dumbass. <laughs> it's just, it's mood, right? You're, like, communicating. Because, yeah, me and my cat, my cat Salvador, um, he, he knows when we're talking about him. He will, like, if we're kind of making fun of him which doesn't happen that often but he will get up like shoot up and leave the room you know like he has manners when we have guests and I do feel like he understands the tenor of conversation a little bit you know like just where the mood's at he doesn't like when I sing (laughs) at all rude uh (laughs) no I mean it's his preference um (laughs) fair enough I respect it but uh yeah I feel like there's a lot to be gained from just uh, making noises at each other. Yeah. Trying to figure out Hank and things because he is not like a big thinker. He's more of a doer. More like a big stinker. (laughs) He's not that stinky. (laughs) No, he's not. But um, smells great. You know, like we spend so much time together. And after seeing that and then finding out this week that he's still, you know, in pain was really tough. But also trying to think like on his level, like what does he want to be doing right now? that would make him happy and it's always the same thing it's always playing playing yeah he loves playing so much also in the mornings we have this old routine and if he needs to go to go to the bathroom he sits on the rug beside the bed he doesn't sit on the bed and it 100% means he has to go poop oh <laughs> I noticed him doing it one day and I was like that's weird he always sits on the bed when I'm in the shower and it always means like he's not done going to the bathroom <laughs> and he needs to go outside again he only does it like once in a while He's got all these interesting ways of communicating hmm. and then figuring out what the fuck it is, is of course. Yeah. Because there's no button. Like, there's not going to be buttons for. He's got a billion buttons. You could try to introduce some buttons. Yeah. It sounds like, oh, I don't know. Like, sometimes when, like, for videos, especially when it's been set up for a cat or dog to do something really extravagant, sometimes you worry about, like, I don't know. What did they yeah. starve them or, you know, yeah. what, oh, what were what the ethics went behind into it? into this? Exactly. Yeah. Like Pavlov's dog, right? The ethics behind that is they, like how, are, yeah. how is this he was starved too. Yeah. Yeah. You could just be being lied to. But I think to get animals to do really wild things, sometimes, you know, there's not the greatest of training employed. It's like, mm-hmm. 
yeah, kind of cruel. I'm imagining this dog is like the edge with all his petals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I will send it to you both. Okay. And then uh, I think there's a lot more to the story. Like People Magazine probably not covering how it was done very well. Right. And I need to hear the voice too, though. <laughs> I know. Is I love Siri? my ball. <laughs> <laughs> it's Keanu Thank Reeves. you, mommy. It's John like- Wick. <laughs> Australian Siri. Oh. My favorite Australian male Siri. Okay. I've never heard it. I need to switch. I can make him talk. Okay. Hi, Siri. How are you? Hi there. How are you? <laughs> oh. Wow. Tell him I love my ball. <laughs> I love my ball. I don't know what that means. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> fuck you. Okay, we did it. We did it. We did it. It's done. Good Good work, everybody. Congratulations. If people want to find you online, if they want to read some stuff that you've written, how do people do that? Mm, They could find me on Twitter. I am uh, Sarah Berms, B-E-R-M, as in mother S. (laughs) And I tweet sometimes my stuff, but not always. And do you have a book coming out? I have a book. Yeah. It's not like pre-order time yet. Okay. Um, But yeah, look for that fall 2020 on Nexium. I guess I should say that, uh, which is <laughs> NXIVM. It's a, a group that was all about self-help until they were suddenly about branding and uh, master-slave relationships. And it's Could very local, actually. Lots of Vancouver roots. Yeah fascinating stuff i can't wait to read it hooray i will pre-order it as soon as possible (laughs) yeah it doesn't feel real for me quite yet it didn't feel real for me until the writers festival right yeah Yeah, until like i read it in front of crowds and that like people got jokes and other people were like this is good (laughs) i love my ball you need let me outside Yeah, I don't feel fully validated because like the publisher technically hasn't accepted it yet, right? Like I've got edits back and I've been working on those and um, I have another deadline mid-December, but like, I don't know. It feels like a billion things could happen or something. I don't know. I had that feeling too, like what if they reject it? What if I lose this huge opportunity? I don't know if you're going through stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, my it's brain's not gonna happen. pretty much <laughs> like forced to that stuff all the time anyway, but like it's... Also self-preservation. It's like, I will feel that joy when it's accepted. You know, like Mm -hmm. I just don't want to count any eggs before they've hatched or Mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. Any blessings before the priest blesses me. (laughs) Is that a (laughs) saying? (laughs) Yeah, It should be. (laughs) Man, I grew up an atheist, so I just don't. Such a rich tapestry of Catholicism. (laughs) Alicia, what do you have coming up? Lots. Oh, my God. Um, let me, I should just be doing it like a week at a time. I feel like, Mm -hmm. um, next thing I have is come draw with me will have already happened by the time. So the book launch party at Havana is on the 20th. Tickets are selling fast. Uh, It's by donation. The sliding scale from two to $10. Any extra money we make, I'm donating to the BC SPCA. They'll be reading from the book. Uh, comedians, Charlie Demers, Aaron Reed, Andrea Jin, and hosted by Katie Ellen Humphreys. What do you got going on, Jessica? Uh, I am playing a show on Saturday, the 16th, at Redgate with Garbage Dreams. Nice. Come to that. It'll be fun. 
and I will be continuously watching Keanu Reeves films until then. Amazing. Yeah. Well, this has been Retail Nightmares Podcast. Um, we hope everybody has a great week. Thank you, Sarah, so much for joining us. Uh, oh it was God. wonderful. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.